The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. It is Cowboys Storyline, no other show. This is the one. I'm Nick Eatman, and I'm joined by Nate Newton, man. What is up, Nate? Hey, just great. I've been glad trying be so hard to get you on the show. I've been begging and begging and begging to finally get you on the show, and here you are. Here you are, ready to go. Man, we're doing we're doing the podcast shuffle. We call it the show shuffle this week on the bye week, and it made perfect sense to get Nate on Nate, you you've been saying for a long time. You said I stole your show, I stole your idea. This yeah, yeah. I, I've always wanted to uh, to do a show, you know, basically by myself or either with somebody that's very knowledgeable, such, such as yourself. No, uh-uh. <laughs> but then I've learned from your show. Even though I've been a cowboy fan for much for many years, more yeah. long than you, the history that you have just. It's, it's my history is right here. Your history, wow! And so it's I like useless to information. No, no, it's good information. <laughs> and, and your fans have, uh, have been very They're knowledgeable. Great. Yeah, I'm, 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 they don't. You know, you normally when our show, hanging with the boys, we would get a variety of yeah. questions. Your fans like they think about it. Hey, let me make sure I sound like I'm. You know, know what I'm talking they're about. Good. So they're pretty and, good. And they challenge. They challenge yeah. me. And you know, and we've said I say it a bunch of times. It's, this is a show for the fans, and I, I want them to to throw out. You know, opinions. Yeah. I, I disagree with a lot of these opinions, but I. It's good for me to know. Like, what are the fans thinking? What are some of these guys? You know, what what are they? You right. know, um, you know, really, what's on their mind? And so this that's what's been awesome about it. So. Um, let's don't waste any more time though. We'll, we'll talk about it. I mean, I want to, yeah. we'll figure out where, you know, what you think about this team and right. where they stand right. through some of the answers here of these, uh, callers. So we're going to go to it. And, um, this is, this is a regular here, Joe in Stanford. He's usually on the show and he's usually first up. So Joe, kick us off. Morning, Nick. Morning, Nate. It's great you to doing? talk to you gentlemen this morning. All right. You too, man. What's on your mind? Well, first of all, I just want to say hello to Nate. It's an honor to talk to you, sir. How you doing? Nick, if you want to, we talked about the most underrated Cowboys of all time. You're sitting right beside one right now. Don't don't disagree. Right? Don't disagree. Should right? be, should be now, in the ring of honor. You ain't lying. Nate, we love you. So, uh, I saw you play basketball in Abilene Ooh. back in the <laughs> 90s. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sh- shooting Dude threes. Could get up. Dude get up. play. Yeah. What do you what do you just post people up? What what happened? Nah, man, I, I really just was running up and down, laughing, having fun, maybe just joking with the fans a lot. Every now and then, I'll take a shot, something yeah. like that. But I, I mainly was there for the entertainment of it. Yeah, yes. Well, I was told you could dunk back in the day. Is that I could. true? Donuts. Yes, I could. Yes, yes. Uh, it must have been like a building flying through the air. Nah, I don't know what it was like, man. But uh, the years later, he needs he needs <laughs> a paying for it. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, two questions. First, uh, a serious one about the team. Um, uh, of course, you can answer both when I go off, off the phone. Um, wh- what do we need to do to improve this line play? Because right now, man, it, it ain't cutting it. Um, and the other question is, uh, uh, was Eric Williams as mean as everybody said he was? <laughs> Thanks for the call, Joe. Appreciate that. Let's start there. Eric Williams. 
He he was our tempo setter. He was the guy that came and changed the way we played football. We were just a decent team as as uh, football players. I'm talking about the offensive line. We were just good. But when Eric got here, uh, the physicality went up two notches. We went uh, we went to a, uh, just a good run blocking team to a dominating physical pass blocking and run blocking. We were brutal. Yeah. We were brutal. And Eric. Eric Williams changed that attitude. One of my favorite things about him, and I only covered him for a year or two, but like in the in the locker room all week long, he would wear a cap. I don't know if he did this when you mm. were playing all the time, but he would wear a cap of the team they were playing. Yes, he'd wear like the Eagles cap all week long, 49ers cap. It just got him him in that mindset of our. I don't know. It was kind. Of, it's backwards, but it was Michael Michael Jordan. Just a reason to. To build yeah. dislike, uh, you know, I don't want to use the word hate, but uh, you know, Eric was one of the guys. You know, and I tell a quick story here, if you don't go, mind. Go for it. He, he, I remember I was the right tackle. Uh-huh. Then Jimmy just came in and gave him my job. It's like Eric is the right tackle. Wow. Okay, thanks, coach. But anyway, we was watching film on uh, I think a great and moved City you to guard. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, moved, yeah I, I, I stabbed Kevin Gogan in the back and got my job back okay. at left tackle, okay. left guard. But we was playing a great defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He played with Derek Thomas back in the day. You probably can remember his name as I go along. But he he was long arms and everything. He was like, Nate, help me with it. You know, study, he was studying for him. So I was telling him about the guy, this, this, and this. And he looked at me, and he like, man, I ain't seeing what you're seeing. He said, this dude, he's – I can't use the words he used. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a uh, – yeah, I'm going to beat that. Uh. And I'm like, okay. I said, all right. All right, he, you, you take this dude lightly. He say by halftime, I'm going to look over at you and say, I got him. Man, you heard him over there just tussling and fighting. I mean, during the game, I mean, just going at it. He going to the dude, going to the ref. I wish I can remember his name. Mm-hmm. And they just going to the ref. He, he can't do this. He can't jab me in the eyes. He can't snatch my face mask. He can't do this. <laughs> and by halftime, when we came out in the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, Big E looked over at me and said, he got him. <laughs> that was his favorite thing. Once he felt he had dominated a player and got their mind totally locked in on him, that was his favorite thing. Got him. It was over. I mean, I wish I could think of his name. We'll get it. We'll get it here in a second here. Probably the Chiefs yeah. game, 92, I would imagine. Uh, they played him then. So uh, that was probably his first year of really starting. Yes. Starting. Yes. So, okay. Um, to fix this offensive line, what, what, what are you seeing from, from this group? They got all their guys back, but it's still it's not clicking just yet. What are you, what are you seeing? You, you got a bunch of guys that are banged up and hurt. And, uh, and, and I've preached year in and year out, I don't like best five. I like continuity. That comes before anything. You can take an average offensive line and make them great if they're all on the same page, knowing where their help coming from, knowing where their weakness is at. And this, we got a right tackle that's coming off of ACL. We got a right guard that's uh, we, we got a banged up knee. We got a center that's got a hamstring and an ankle. So that that is hurting. And just age has got our left uh, tackle. Age is what's uh, battling our left tackle. So uh, they haven't played together long enough, and and individually they just banged up. Well, this goes to the uh, we have a text line question from Doug in Florida. He wants to know your opinion on what does it seem like there are more injuries in the NFL now than when you played. It, it just seems that way because uh, uh, it is and it seems that way. They We don't prepare our kids, our young men, to play football anymore. Uh, you, We would ramp up two-a-days, 
back to back to back, uh, the physical part of it, the mental part of it. Uh, now it's like, first of all, okay, he makes too much money. Mm-hmm. It ain't that he needs to get in shape. It ain't that he needs to be a better football player. We just can't play him because he makes too much money. That, that can't risk it. Like yeah, you're talking about preseason. Yeah, you can't like risk yeah. it. So how do you get them better? Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of coaches try to make practice uh, a number one priority, but you still have veteran rest days. Now it's hunting us. Now by us having a, a right guard that held out for his money, uh, a left guard, a left tackle that just an older gentleman, you know, and then we had the right tackle who's coming off of ACL, the continuity, I preach it. And I will continue to preach. At some point as a coach, you have to practice your guys. You have to get some type of physicalness in there. That's why I think you should give them a quarter each preseason game. Not not a whole lot, just a quarter Mm -hmm. together. I mean, and I know it ain't 100 miles an hour, but you should do it. All right. Sounds good. All right. Good stuff. Uh, Let's go to uh, Stan in Birmingham. I think this is a first-time caller. Stan? Hey, how you doing, Nick and Nate? How you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Nick, I've been listening to you guys ever since back in the Dia days, you and Derek. Okay. Then. Yeah, that's bringing and I, it. And, and Nate, uh been watching you all your career with the Cowboys. Man, I appreciate I appreciate those Super Bowls. Been a fan since 1975. That's awesome. Uh, hey, so I got two takes that I want to get you guys, one for you, Nick, and one for you, Nate. All right. So, Nick, uh, I think one of the things that makes me uneasy about uh, the Cowboys now for the last seven to ten years is that when we – Cut a veteran player like we did DeMarcus Moore. We move on from Dez. We move on from Zeke. We don't replace them, or we don't replace. We don't use that money for something else. And I think that that's one of the things that's holding us back. Like so, if we go back and look at all those releases, it's like the next year we didn't use that money for anything else. We didn't go get mm-hmm. a, a impact player either at that position or somewhere else. So I would love to hear your take on okay. that. And then and Nate. For uh, for you, like okay, if we move on from Zeke, uh, you know, and I thought I didn't think Zeke was washed, but if we move on from Zeke, then and we have Tony Pollard as the bell cow, then where's our hammer? I think we lost both. I, lo- I think we lost the hammer and lightning because now that Tony Pollard has to be the bell cow, we don't have his finesse and his quick strike ability like we did because he's he's being worn out. I would love to get your thoughts on that because. When I look at the San Francisco game, the way he got thrown out of bounds, nobody would have ever done that to Zeke. I don't think there's a player in the league who can pick Zeke up and throw him out of bounds like that. And and that's like one of the first few plays of the game. That kind of sets the tone. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for taking my call. And yeah. I just you know, listen to what you guys say on Thank that. you, Stan. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Man, that, that that's that. I haven't really heard it put that way. But you almost losing two guys at once by by moving them that way, and and that's sort of what we're seeing. You see that out of Tony? Uh, yeah. The thing that I believe is this here: uh, you have Rico Dottle using. Yeah. He, he this kid can hammer. He he just, can. Yeah, just give him opportunity to hammer. Uh, uh, Tony, uh, just give him time. I mean, let let coach figure it out. Uh, it's still early. By the eighth game, all this should be figured out. But Dottle should be seeing a lot more reps. Tony still gets his 22 touches by way of pass and run so he can stay fresh and explosive. But you also should use Rico Dottle. I, I don't know. Uh, I think he should get 10 to 12 carries. And the other guys – 
Uh, you know, all the other guys' draft picks, you know, that everybody's been high on, yeah. you know, let them just fall to the wayside. Uh, I, I'm a realist. Yeah. And, and this is where a lot of people don't like what I say. Uh, it's only four or five guys should be getting the bulk of all the touches. And after those four or five guys, these other guys should be surprises. Mm-hmm. Oh, we oh we did a nice play. Oh, that was great. Though that's what we should be saying. Not an every week occurrence. We shouldn't see uh, a, a third stream back or a fourth receiver. Nah, that should be every four or five games. You know, it's just a, four or five guys who should be getting the bulk of the touches. All right. I like it. Um, as for the the first part that you asked me about cutting veterans and not really replacing them, I think the Cowboys would argue that they do. They do replace them um, with – with they definitely replace their money. They're just putting it in different pockets. You know, they're moving it in this pocket, this pocket. They're signing guys. They, they, and they, and they, also, they also know what's on the horizon now. I mean, they, they have to sign CD. They have to sign Micah Parsons. So whether or not, the, yeah, they, they didn't necessarily replace that money right right then. And also some of these guys, you know, you 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 are eating the dead money as well. So every case is a little bit different. But just because they didn't go sign money for you know or use that money of ten million dollars on June first for Zeke, they they it's going somewhere. I promise you that they've got guys they got to sign, and they did. I mean, think about it. What happened? They got that money on June. First, um, for, for Zeke, and in training camp, they signed Diggs, they signed uh, uh, Malik Cooker, um, they signed, um, they had to get more money to Zach Martin than they were expecting. Right. They ended up signing Terrence Steele as well. So they are using the money. It's just not exactly apples to apples, running back to running back. All right, let's go to uh, Tim and Grapevine as our next call. Tim, what's up, man? You there, Tim? Yes, sir. How's it going? You're on with Nick and Nate. Yep, I see that. Good morning, fellas. Hey, Nate, real quick, just want to say, man, my dad and I love watching you play your style of football back with the Great Wall of Dallas. And so my question is for you, Nate, um, we all knew Mike McCarthy wanted to run the ball, but so far it feels a little lackluster. Is this a scheme thing or the old line? I mean, what are you seeing and what can be done to improve the run game? And I'll hang up. Thank you. Uh the last two games, our offensive line, it's amazing that when we had the backups, even though we weren't playing, it's a stiffer competition that we played in the last two weeks. It's just uh, guys got to get more reps. Uh, guys got to go at it. Guys got to pay attention to detail. Uh, a lot of the things with the old line, especially when you're in the red zone, it's about you got inches. Inches to move a person or to or to uh, or to shift a person, and we just got to pay more attention to detail. And uh, I just hate everybody's beat up this time of the year, so you have to play. You know, if you're not injured and on the sideline, you're out there, you're playing, you're doing the best you can. But we, as an offensive line, has to find some type of continuity. We have to find some type of rhythm because. If we want this team to be successful, the only way this team is going to be successful, if you already have your quarterback, if Dak is your quarterback, it's going to come down to what your offensive line is going to do. And and that's just the bottom line. These guys have to play better. The last two games have not been nice. Well, you know, earlier on you said about these fans are knowledgeable. They know what's going on. Well, we had a text message come in didn't put his name in it's from the 315 area code but he he has the answer to your earlier story about the chiefs yeah and i'm sure Neil he's right Smith. it is 
Yeah, it Neil is. Smith. Neil it Smith. just came from Neil. Neil Smith. Did Chris say that in your no, ear? No, no, no. It just came you to me. It. You know, Neil yeah. Smith. That's it. Yeah. That's, thank that's you, the sir. Answer. That's nice. I yeah, like that. How yeah. you just, you just like right on cue. You just got it. <laughs> yeah. It, it. The thing that who was their cornerback. Uh, the cornerback. I don't know who he was, but Mike Irvin edited my live. Dale Look, Carter. Yeah. Dale Carter <laughs> edited or they edited my live because the media made that a personal thing with Mike. Yeah. Yeah. The media told everybody that Dale Carter was the best corner. And uh, Mike said, we'll see. They used to do that, too. I, I remember a game that same season. That, uh, the, all week long was Aeneas Williams is, is a really yeah. good corner. And he's yeah. going, you know, and they're like, okay. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, you know, to be fair, I mean, this is why Michael Irvin, you know, Michael Irvin's not underrated. But there's right. a part about his game. People always think well, maybe he's not, you know, he wasn't the speed guy. But. He used to beat Deion Sanders all the time, man. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if he used to beat Deion Sanders, but he used to be very competitive. Okay, I, yeah, I forget. He used to be you're, very competitive. Yeah, you were in Colorado <laughs> this week. I, you I know, I got to look out for both I these get guys. Your guy. If I choose the side, yeah. I'm in trouble. Yeah. When we go to break, we're gonna come back for the second half. Are you coming back for the second half? Yeah, yeah, I man. Colorado I, I, last week they didn't. Uh, no, I'm good. Okay, I, I'm good. coming okay. back, man. I don't, I don't believe in more victories. You, the okay, winner, we're gonna do that. All right. Well, I do. I do believe in them, and and they they work. All right, um, let's go to the colors. <laughs> you know, we did this three years ago. What's I, that? Just for people that don't understand, that don't realize, and a lot of them do. We did the the first time we did this show shuffle was in 2020. Yes, and it was me and and Nate joined uh, Kyle on right. Talking Cowboys, and they had just lost to the Steelers, who were 11 and 0, and the Cowboys were like three and seven or something right, like that. Right. <laughs> and and they had Garrett Gilbert at quarterback and they were thrown into the end zone and they lost the game. And I said, I believe that that this you can take something out of this. I believe in the in a moral victory in this case and hopefully it'll help that and oh it is it has ignited a three year debate <laughs> with Nate on this. And it was it was so intense that yeah. on the next day, remember Kyle came back with his referee, referee shirt. shirt. He yeah. was like, all right, I want to make sure. But I it's just a difference, and 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 we'll and and Nate once a week will throw some kind yeah, of moral victory. victory yeah, I, I believe in it. I yeah, really do. I don't yeah. believe in you accept them, but I do believe that sometimes a loss can can help you, can propel you into more losing. I understand. I, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't yeah. believe that. Okay. okay. I'll give you the example. All right. Before we go to this call, I give you the example. You remember when they played the Buccaneers two years ago in week yes. one of the season? The Buccaneers were the champions. They got their ring, and, and they played Tom Brady, and the Cowboys were supposed to lose by two touchdowns, and they lost by a last-second field goal in the yes. game. And I remember Demarcus Lawrence walking off that field, nodding his head, and said, we're going to be all right. And they won five in a row after that. I think that game helped them say, you know what? We got to clean these things up, and we can use it to propel us to the next to, to win. It. I don't think right. it propels you to lose it. Okay. I don't uh, think you accept it. I okay. just think you can take some good okay. from it. All right. All right. Cool. All right. So you agree? Finally. No, I'm just, I got, no, I got I'm just saying. Where did they go in the playoffs? They, I don't know. They they uh, went to. The, but what did what did that? What does you think that that loss hurt hurt? Because if you can't hold on to that moral victory all the way to the playoffs to propel you into the to the second or third round to win a game, then it, it, it's no good. So what are you supposed to do after you lose? Just say the season's over? Like No, no we when, we, when you one, lose, you go in and you look and see what you've done wrong like these guys did against the, the 49ers beat our team right. brutally. Right. But they didn't like, okay, what good. They went and found out what they did wrong. They know they're professional athletes. Let me uh, go in and do it and be a better player this week. You know, just let the inner you 
churn. Don't worry about whether we can pick up a peanut here and a peanut there. Man. I think I think we're saying the same thing. All right, let's go. Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. Nate, good how morning. you guys doing? Good, how are you? Uh, Nate, I know you had a oh, good, thanks. Uh, Nate, I know you had a few questions uh, already answered about the O-line. But um, my question is, do you see us, like, being too light? I mean, uh, uh, Biotis is always getting pushed into the to, to the quarterback. And now I see Tyler. Like, oh, Tyler's getting pushed a lot into the quarterback. Is it technique or are they just too light? What do you think? <laughs> Thanks for uh, taking my call. Thanks, Technique. Technique and grittiness. Because Biotis now, that's what I worried about two years ago. Uh, he finished the year strong last year. Uh, something is not right. I don't know what it is. Our, our staff is good about hiding injuries. We'll find out four games from now what the real issue is. Uh, Biotis has been above average. When he first started here, I, I, I called him an average center, waiting to be replaced. Now, it, it, when his contract is up, you better think about signing this kid, mm-hmm. not letting him hit the street because centers, O-linemen are the hottest thing. It's quarterbacks. You can find receivers, you can find running backs, you can find even defensive backs' corners, who is the next hottest thing. If you don't have you two or three above-average offensive lines, you're not going to be successful. So a guy like Beardis, who you might not think great of, Mm -hmm. this guy's valuable. And we'll find out after this season how valuable he really is. Yeah, well, they don't really have a backup center for sure. So Yes. All right, um, good stuff. Let's go to Charles in Austin, our next uh, caller. Charles, what's up, man? Hey, Nick. Hey, Nate. How's it going? All right. Love the show. Big fan of yours as always, Nate. Uh, I got a two-parter here, basically. Um, On the offensive side, do you think that they're kind of putting things in a box as far as oversimplifying and not giving people the ability to to rise up to the occasion? And uh, on defense, uh, do you think that everybody's really doing their due diligence with their homework as far as uh, watching tape? Because a lot of the times it seems like the the downfall for our defense is people getting confused and stuff. And uh, I know in like the San Francisco game, to me it didn't seem like they really pulled any surprises as far as what I was kind of expecting them to do. So that's it. Just wanted yeah. to hear your thoughts. Thanks, guys. The first question was what, Nick? Oversimplifying things on offense um, a little bit. I, I I have a different opinion than, I guess, everybody uh, when it comes to this right here. Dak is, what, eight, nine years in now? Mm-hmm. Eight seasons. Dak has played enough football. He has been with enough offensive coordinators, and he's seen enough defenses to, I think, Dak should be able to uh, – figure out what he needs to do along with the coach, not the other way around. I understand the coach put the game plan in, mm-hmm. but Dak should be able to look through that game plan and figure out what best suits him and what he can do and what he can't do. When Dak is at his finest, and I know people will tell me uh, all the other situations, but when Dak is at his finest, I would never change this, is when he's in a football player first. What I mean by that is – when he's instinctive. (laughs) Yes, we're on the same page here. When he he can roll out, when he can bootleg, when he can move the pocket, when when you put put every 
run-pass option back in the offense. Now let him decide. Not not we say, hey, we're going to run here, pull it out. No, that ain't Dak. Let him be instinctive. Now, he's been having problems with reading the field. Well, cut the field down. But don't stop him from throwing the ball because now I don't want him pumping. Mm-hmm. I want him either releasing it. If it's an interception, guess what? It's an interception. But when he's confident and being a football player, he is a, he's a hard guy to beat. Now, is, is cutting the field down oversimplifying things? No. Okay. No. No, you give him one or two options, and then if, if he don't like it, throw the ball away, or tuck it and get two yards. Dak has always been his best. Go back and look at the film. He's always been his best when he's been a football player, an instinctual guy that can do his job and just flow. That's when he's always been his best. We'll be in every game, y'all. If that, if two, two things that has to happen for the Dallas Cowboys that hasn't happened in the last, I don't know how long. When we are a team, when we start stopping the run, it don't matter who we play. When we start stopping the run, we're going to be a, a, a good to great defense. And when Dak can just play football, we'll be a good to great offense. Let's see how that works. Stop with the West Coast, Texas Coast, the Kellen Moore, just that. Get back to when Dak in his first four years, Amari was that receiver uh, for a while. Then we had, I don't know who we had. Uh, then, what's the guy? 88, the other 88. Dez. Dez was that guy. So he catered to these guys. Now, let's find out how we can get uh, C.D. Lamb going along with Dak, along with Tony Parlett. Let's see how that works. All right, all right, good stuff. Uh, uh, Brian in Kansas City. Brian, you're up. What's up? Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Nate. How you morning. doing? Good morning. Uh, doing good. So I got three questions, and then I'll hang up and listen, man. So one of the things that happened this offseason is obviously we changed our offense. And I think maybe that gets lost in the mix. I haven't heard a lot of people talking about how long does it take, especially nowadays that we don't play – our starters in the, in the preseason, mm-hmm. how long does it take before everything gels? And then Nate, I was going to ask the same question about the O line. Now that we've had our O line together for two weeks, like when's that magic number? Like they played together three or four weeks and now they're passing off stunts without thinking about it. And then my last thing was, is maybe uh, if you got one, maybe you tell us a good John Madden story, Nate, uh-huh. and I'll hang up and listen. Have a good one. <laughs> The first question, my brother. Uh, how long? I mean, there's a new offense. How long does it take for for a new offense? About eight weeks, you should know. Eight eight games into the season. Yes, sir. Because you you let's walk through it. Hold on, hold on. Is that a good idea for a head coach that needs to win? He's got to win. I, I'm just telling you. Was it a good idea to make this move then? Uh, eight weeks. Let me let me All tell right, you ahead. why. Yeah, let go. me tell you why. Tell me why. Have you did your offensive line practice together? Doing training camp? Not really. Have they practiced? We just, this gentleman just said it's been two games. So now you got to integrate your run protections, your pass protections, and play together. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, Dak hasn't connected with 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 Cooks, or and he and it has been sporadic with C.D. Lamb. The tight end has been lost here the last few weeks. Yeah. They're not together. Okay. Because. They didn't practice enough. Or 
this is why when we, your, when your coordinator changed, you had to get a quarter during the preseason. But everybody said, hey, we scattered the injuries. But the lack of continuity, the lack of seeing it against, even though it would have been basic defenses in training camp and in training and, and in the preseason, you still get this, the opportunity yeah. to see. Now, give them two more games. Let's see where it's at. All right, real quick, the offensive line continuity, what, what would you say, how many games would you say is the is – the, This I should be it. I mean, this uh, after this break here, mm-hmm. these guys should be rolling. All right, John Madden's story. Um, John but, loved you. Yeah, the greatest story for me, and this is – for me, the greatest story was I was in New York Giants Stadium, and I, and I was coming in early on the early bus, and uh, this one I – First was starting. I don't know what year it was, but I was walking up, and I saw these people hanging around, you know, following this guy. And I'm like, whoa, that look like Coach Madden. And so I, I followed him, you know, because I was at the game early, yeah. you know. So they like, you know, so I'm, I'm following him. And then I kind of lost him, you know what I'm oh. saying, because I had to turn off to go to the, yeah, to the, the locker, room. locker room. But somehow we bumped up again, and I'm looking at him. And he said, hello, Nate Newton. Uh-huh. I was shocked to death. Yeah. He said, hey, man, the coaches say pretty good things about you, and I watch you. You're pretty good. You're okay. Just keep playing. You'll yeah. be all right. And from that day on, he talked about me. When I got – you know, we had the big walkie-talkie phones yeah. back then. Oh, yeah. So that walkie-talkie phone was going off. Like, hey, man, Coach Bad, love you, man. He talked about you. And, man, from that point on, I used to hunt him down. Yeah. Even though I wasn't a big – this big – Kitchen Nate Newton guy at the time. I used to be like, Coach Man, what's happening? Man, just speaking to him in a relationship just built, built, and then we got good. It really got good. Yeah. yeah. And then he was put you on the all Madden team. Yes. That was a big deal, right? That was bigger than any all pro, any pro bowl. Really? That, 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 I'm telling you, Lawrence Taylor don't bow to nobody, but when we did this special, they called Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Lawrence, like, hey. And he told his secretary, whenever Coach Madden yeah. people call. Go go watch yeah. that. If you haven't seen it, find it. It's called All Madden. And yeah. it was a documentary on him. And from my understanding, when he watched it and reviewed it, he actually got a chance to review that it was yeah. done and it was going to be aired. And he passed away like yeah. the next day. or the yes. day, But he got a chance to see it. I actually have a Madden story along that. It'll be, it'll be quick. <laughs> okay. It'll be quick. When I first started, 1999, it was a few pounds ago. And uh, and I was in Valley Ranch on a Saturday, and I saw the Madden Cruiser was there. It was a Monday night game, so yes. he was there doing those interviews and stuff. And I'm in the hallway, and I'm and I'm you know and I'm going to the restaurant. I don't know what I was doing on a Monday, Sunday. I mean a Saturday afternoon. But I turned the corner, and you know about Old Valley Ranch, man. You could you were moving yeah. too fast. You couldn't see who was around the corner. And I turned the corner, and he turned the corner, and I mean I had to stop on a dime. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he walked by. He didn't say anything. He just kept going. And I right. had to get out of his way. <laughs> and he just kept walking and never turned around. And he just went, huh, you would have lost that battle. Yeah. And I, and I would have. So I got out of his way. But, yeah, that's funny. He didn't stop. And he didn't talk to me like you. But, no, he definitely loved you. All right, let's go to break. We got two callers on the line. We're going to try to move quickly here. We'll be right back here on Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. 
Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. All right, back here in Cowboys Storyline. I know I made a joke earlier about the second half, talking about Nate and uh, Colorado, Deion Sanders, all that. You were there this weekend, but but and I know that they lost a tough game. But real quick, the relationship that you have with Dion, where where did that kind of where did that start? I mean, I know he was a player here, but but where, where did it become where that you you will drive into Jackson State, you'll drive to Colorado, like you're you're he's your guy. Yeah, it, it started. Uh, I heard about him in college. Yeah, dude named Jesse Solomon told me, hey man, we got this dude at Florida State. I was at FAM and you know Florida A and M, and he was telling me about, it. hey man, we got this great freshman. And then I watched him, you know, run track and play a little baseball just from a distance. Then we got to the pros, and I, him and Mike were pretty close. And, uh, I, you know, we played against him. And I, hey, hey, Prime, and mm-hmm. I keep on about my business. And then he got a visit here. And uh, Jerry was recruiting him. And and Mike was saying, hey, you know, he's like, who, who like to have fun? He said, well, Nate like to have fun. Boy, he cracked jokes, and, boy, you're going to love him. So he wanted to meet me. And I didn't get a, I didn't I didn't see him. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the Pro Bowl, and that's when we got close. Okay. You know, uh, I turned Rob Woodson against me, but me and the Prime got close. Uh, what's and the, from that point on, we've been we've been close. What's the one thing um, that's probably misunderstood the most about Dion? His desire to win, to be the best. Yeah. You know, and uh, and and believe it or not, all the. Uh, the arrogance that people say it is, I call it confidence mm-hmm. or the cockiness, whatever words. He's not that person. When you, when you get to know him, he's not that guy. Yeah. 
He's not that guy. So, I mean, but the Flash, and I got a story, but it's another time because it's a long story. All right, well, definitely. Well, maybe on Monday. How about Monday? (laughs) Okay, yeah. When we review the game from the week, the day before, (laughs) which isn't one, we'll use that. We'll use that time. All right, let's go to the callers here. Sebastian in Savannah, Georgia. Sebastian, what's up? Oh, I'm hanging with the Cowboys storyline. And Nate Newton, I feel you when you speak. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Listen, guys. Nick, I didn't know I was watching Wicked the Musical because you're popular. You lo- your phone lines are locked up, oh, yeah. just like Kellen Moore's offense was in Monday. Oh, <laughs> it took- <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Listen, it took everything but a reverse mir- music city uh, music city miracle to get the extra seven points to get them above ten. Nate, you said we needed to win by three. We won yeah. by three. Right. I don't care how we do this. I don't care how ugly it is. I don't care how many calls we get. As long as we get a tally in that W column. That's all I want to see every week. I'll, I'll take 15 more just like it. Yeah. I, I, you know? Yeah. Uh, you, what, you one, one thing. Yeah, the, the one question. Actually, no. We kept, people, I just want to, want to shout out Dak. Because people kept saying, do we need Kellen Moore? Do we need Kellen Moore? Mike McCarthy got it done. It wasn't pretty. But I want to see more of Dak running the ball like that. I want to see more of us getting to the wide receivers like we did. That was a good game. I don't care how ugly it was. It was a good game. You guys have a great day, and I'll hang up and listen. All right. Thank you. Well, Chris Beam, you got after these guys. You told them, you're like, go speak quick, quick, quick. No, thanks, Sebastian. Good stuff. Dak running the ball. You said earlier. As long as it's his instincts, not not no design. You know, if it's a read Mm -hmm. that makes him run, that's one thing. Not no, hey, man, you got to run. No. If if, if Dak, one, two, read, it's not there. If If you can get some yardage, get some yardage, do not throw the ball away. Let his instincts take over. You know, don't say, hey, man, we're going to run right here. Right. You know, let yeah. it be a read like it was in the game. Big play in the game, in my opinion. You know, I do an article, five mm-hmm. plays, don't forget these five plays. And it was third It was third and five on their first uh, scoring right. drive. And Dak was, it was, you know, in the pocket. He dove for four yards close to the first down, got fourth and one. That kept him on the field yes. and said, all right, we're going to play this next one. And then they scored a touchdown on that read option. So there was two plays in a row of him reading that. Yes, and, and that that's all I've ever asked. Uh, I think we'll go far, and we will be in every game. Uh, we'll be in every game. We'll be competitive if Dak just be that instinctive guy. All right, let's go to uh, Curtis in Oklahoma for our next caller. Curtis, what's up, bud? Hey, uh, good morning, man. It's tough to get in after a win like that. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's because it's Nate. I got yeah. Nate on today. So, Hey, Nate, big homie, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Um, excellent. Um, actually, one of my notes here of my three is is exactly the opposite of what you said. I have here that I think Dak needs to run the ball before halftime at least two times, not read options and outside of the red zone. Um, I like what he's uh, doing this year uh, with reading. He's done it a little bit better, um, but it's such a touch and go. Uh, you know, he, he's hesitated. Um, I like that he's looking for the downfield pass when he's running too. Um, but I think if you just take that decision out and make the defense uh, honest, and it's just a difference of opinion, no uh, shade or anything there. Um, the other things that I wanted to say was I just think this this uh, was a great win for our Dallas Cowboys with the adversity that they faced. Uh, I've seen a lot of these kinds of wins last year, and I think it's good for this year's team. Yeah, uh, thank you, Curtis. I mean, you know, 
Nate, I'll throw it to you. I mean, you you get a, a close win like this, especially when, you know, all week long it was, oh, what's wrong with this team and all that. And, and you can tell that the locker room was strong. You could tell that Dak and CD were back on the same page. They didn't have any rift or anything. Can you build from games like this? You, you can. You you can. Uh, what, what I would like to just see is uh, keep your locker room to yourself. In today's society, that's hard because of the social media, the X, Twitter, or whatever you call it, mm-hmm. the Facebook, the Instagram, and guys make money. I mean, people pay guys to, to talk, mm-hmm. and um, and and they do. Uh, but one thing about it, and I and I and I'll say this uh, over and over: this never should became an issue with CD Lamb. At the end of every game. When we check targets, I'm not a target guy. I'm more of a reception guy because that's what counts. But when we check targets, it always should be C.D. Lamb have five more than the closest guy. Always, always, always. Well, I'm going to ask you. I was going to ask you this earlier, and you said three to four, four to four or five guys need to need to be the guys that they get the ball, and then the surprise guys on the outside. Right now, where do you put Michael Gallup in that role? Is he a guy that needs? He to gets be- to the eighth game. You get to the eighth game, and I, I fought for this kid. I believe in this kid, but maybe maybe the offense is not designed for him. Maybe he don't have that uh that little bit of separation to give him a chance. He he before the injury, he had just that enough separation to catch that ball. He don't have that now. So you give him the, the few more games, and then Tobert has to play. Yeah. If if, if this kid does not do it, then Tobert has to play. Dak touches the ball all the time. C.D. Lamb, Apollo, next. I don't care. Okay. You know, then Cooks, then the tight end, and then Jalen Tobert if uh, Gallup can't get it together. Okay. Right. Mix in Rico Doddle, mix in um, Devontae, is that Turpin? Is yeah, Devontae. Devontae yeah. Turpin. And then the rest of them, you get in where you fit in. All right. Yeah. Love it. All right. Yeah. Don in San Antonio, you're getting in right now. We're fitting you in on, as the ninth caller. What's up? <laughs> Nick, um, Nate, I cannot believe it. First, I get to talk to Woody. Now I get to talk to you. Nice. You've been a hero of mine for years. I'm a, a lifelong Cowboy fan, started in 67. Nick knows from my first call. <sighs> but what I see in the game is is why can't we make Lipke moose? I mean, we need both running backs in there, and he can be that lead blocker because that man is stout. Watch him shake tackles when he does get the chance to run the ball. Have him in there to lead to Rico or – Pollard and I, and I can see the running game resurrect. The line's weak. Get him somebody to lead that line. That's my comment. All right. Thank you for the call. And let me say this real quick about Daryl Johnston, though. You're talking about Moose. When when he got the ball in his first year, when he would they'd hand him the ball in '89 and in '90. Uh, you know what the crowd would say? Who's that? Or that's Johnston. I mean, there right. wasn't Moose until right. he. He had to develop into that. And guess what? Guess who actually did it in the 92 championship yeah. game? John Madden right. actually put him on the map a right. lot in that game as well. He had to develop. All I'm saying is, is he, 
Moose wasn't, I mean, he was Daryl Johnston until like his third season. So you got to develop into that. And I think Lipke can get there. It just got to take some time. Let me me tell y'all, this is what everybody's forgetting. Moose was a true fullback. 80%, 90% of what he did, he was a lead blocker, not a lead runner. He was a lead blocker. Can this kid develop into a lead blocker? Then everything else sprouts out around that. It don't go the other way. It don't go the other way. Can this guy become a great lead blocker? Then we can put him at the at the H back. Then we can uh, give him some uh, other responsibilities. But uh, uh, we, we we'll never know until it happens. You know, we we can assume. But Moose was – that's why he had to have a couple of neck surgeries because he was blocking yeah. uh, middle linebackers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and also, too, like the offensive line is is struggling right now, a little bit, uh, struggling to, to meet the expectations yes. that we had for it. Um, and so I don't know if, 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 you know, Lipke would come in and help with that. But, you know, Daryl Johnson didn't have that problem. I mean, he, the yeah. offensive line was, was – <laughs> you got, I mean – Yeah, but he would, pick up a, he would pick up a straggler. Yeah. And Pollard did a great job of that this week. Yeah. He did a great job of picking up a couple but, of stragglers. But I, I've said this about, about Lipke. They, they keep adding stuff to his plate. Mm-hmm. And this week – I, for the first time that I can remember, it could be wrong, but they actually were putting him like flanked out like a tight end. He right. was, he's starting to show H back role as yeah. well. So yes. it's like the more you can do, he's really doing a a, a really good job. So you know, I, I he's just getting better and better, and that's just another guy, like you said, another surprise guy. Yeah, uh, you could throw in there. All right, we got a few more minutes to go. I don't see. Uh, we have one more call. Looks like uh, look to Bob and uh, let's go to Bob. Bob in Rio Grande Valley just just uh, joined us. Uh, Bob, what's up? Hey, Nick. It's uh, good talking to you. Appreciate you taking my call. No problem. You're on, you're on with Nate. Hey, this is my week. My Cowboys win, and I get to talk to my hero. Nate Newton. What's up? How you doing, man? All right. How you doing, sir? I'll tell you what. I have the utmost respect for you. When you talk football, I listen. Yep. But, uh, and the last caller had a suggestion, and I've been pushing this all year long. It, uh, I think we need to get uh, Lipsky involved in the offense. Uh, I think the short yardage, uh, he's a solution to the short yardage problem. It, uh, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can block it, uh, and he's a fierce competitor. What do you think? I just want—I I just want to see it. Uh, you know, I, just week in and week out, uh, coach got to give him packages like Nick just alluded to. They just give him a package, uh, throw him one or two balls, see see how it works out. Because as the season go on, it's going to get tougher and tougher and tougher. Not only for him. But for our starting players, I mean, our receivers are going to face better guys. Uh, we just went uh, four and two, and uh, we played maybe two good teams. Mm-hmm. We've been to play a slew yeah. of good to great teams. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're we're uh, we've got a couple more minutes. I don't think we're going to take any more calls. Right. So uh, got ten. That's that's awesome. Um, where do you see this team r- right now? Like they're, they're four and two. Do you think that they are? A, a top team, and I don't know how what you would consider elite, it, but are they are they are they a team that that can compete here in the NFC? It, it you know, a lot of times when we do our, my show that I'm yeah. a part of, I just get quiet 
because because Jesse's talking. No, no, because I don't want to repeat. It's only so many ways I can say the same thing. Yeah, and it's going to come down to three things. Three. It's things. been three things for four, five, maybe ten years. It's been three things. Let's hear it. Your offensive line and its continuity. Okay. Not the best five. Because the best five didn't play the first two games. We had a ragtag bunch, and they did okay against decent defenses. It's going to come down to how well Dak plays. And it's going to come down to what can our defense consistently stop the run, keep people around 105, maybe 110 at the most, and the average being around about three, 3.2. Keep the offensive line consistent, which which that number one will help. Will help Dak, yes. you know, number two. Yes. And then at the, in the defensive line, stopping the run. Stopping the run. And that, that that should keep you in the lead for your one and two. Yes. All right. Those are three things. <laughs> that, I, is, I've is been that saying simple? it forever. I've been saying it forever. And keep making all those field goals, too. Like, just just keep making them. <laughs> you know what? I wanted uh, the coach, uh, the defense, uh, excuse me, the special team coach. Yeah, John uh, Fossil. Yeah, Fossil Bones, Bones or whatever. Bones, yeah. I talked to him at the beginning of the training camp. And uh, I said, Coach, if you really like this guy, why are you dealing with the other guy? Well, we got to have a competition. A week later, they cut the other guys. <laughs> there you go. Nate Newton, <laughs> assistant special teams yes, coach. Yes, I am. For yes, the Cowboys. <laughs> All right, man. It's been fun. We're going to do it again on Monday. Yes, We're Monday, sir. so there's going to be no shows um, after today. Now, now that we do have the the show shuffle all all week long here, all you know, all day long here. Mitch Shots is coming up here. Um, actually, Cowboys break is next. We got a different crew there. Danny McCray is going to be on there. Yes. John Mashota, Nick Harris will be there with Derek. And then all day long, uh, we'll be different shows today. And then we'll take a few days off. And then we'll come back Monday. And Nate will be here on Monday for Cowboys Storylines. Thanks to Chris Beam in the back. We will see you next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!